I don't know about you, but I am almost depressed that it's September and I'm sitting here watching Batavia trim her indoor plants like it's wintertime and she's getting all excited because she ain't got nothing to do in her garden. Today, we're going to talk about our garden update and uh, see if we can't get Batavia back outside and out of the indoor plants right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening. As we learn to grow and grow for change. Man, what you trimming? So this is a bamboo, lucky bamboo. And um, it just sits well, in... Be, yeah, it ain't that lucky. It'd be good to know, but your mic ain't in front of you. So there you go. All right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and it's not that lucky because uh, it just sits in water. And somehow yeah. <laughs> the leaves <laughs> are yellowing. It's completely dry. So real talk. This is a sign of a busy garden year. So historically, I would be outside in the garden and like all of my indoor plants would die. Yeah. The last two years, I managed to keep almost everything alive inside, which I mean, that's you talk about the balance that I had to strike this right. year. That ain't my story. So, right. so yeah, you just let it go. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Well, I'm trying to recover from it now. So here we are. I hear you. So, everybody, thank you for listening to us today and joining us. Um, check out our Patreon page if you want to help out the show. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we look forward to bringing you much more high-quality content. So. Oh, no, that's terrible. You are delayed, and it's clogged. <laughs> i got to dust that bell off. No, Blair's I had like, like some, yeah. dead, uh, some dead plant leaves or something stuck in it. So um, we have a listener question of today, mm-hmm. and this one comes off of the Backyard Gardens YouTube channel, and specifically, it's off of um, it's off of the fall planning video that I did where I toured my garden and discussed what I thought I was going to do. Mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. by the way, there's changes now. That's the Wild Things Shocker. Garden from that video, right? No, that was the whole garden. Oh, okay. Where I just kind of was like, yeah, this is going here, this is going there. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, they say, hey, love the podcast. I'm in North Carolina. Holla. Uh, Zone 7B. And I have started my brassicas and other fall veggie seeds indoors a few weeks ago. I'm concerned about putting them on, uh, putting them out in the ground because of cabbage worms. Is that what they're called? Are you covering your brassica seedlings? I really don't want to cover them, but would like to hear your thoughts. Thanks. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't want to cover them either, so I don't. Cover them. Do it. Don't. I, so, what, I, what's your thoughts? I'm not adamant about a lot of things with gardening, but this I am adamant about. Uh, interestingly enough, and I don't know if I was going to share it as a part of the garden update, but... I did um, a pretty big harvest of collards this weekend. And as Mm -hmm. a part of that, um, my collards had gotten so big where they were bursting out of the cover that I use. So I had all kinds of torn uh, spots in it. And I realized I have two more months of the cabbage moth and ultimately the cabbage worm. So I had to go into my stash of tulle, T-U-L-L-E fabric that I use um, to... Tule. No, I think it's tool. Damn, yeah. I've been saying it wrong. I'm well, you know, we both could be wrong. Who knows? But anyway, that's why we spell well, it out. One of us is right. One of us is well, wrong. I mean, it could ahead. be a third correct pronunciation. But anywho. Um, and so, yeah, the idea is I, I normally can get all the way through the season. I hate to put new fabric, if you will, on the garden, uh, on the bed at this time of year. But I've seen the damage. I've planted things like bok choy, which the cabbage worm likes to in September and had it just eaten to pieces. So So is it the cabbage worm or cabbage looper? Um, I think they're two different things, but they're very similar in uh, okay. kind of the damage that they do. So the cabbage moth, which there are kind of two types of moths, the white moth, right, lays the eggs. And if you have a green worm eating on your veggies, that's what we're talking about. 
Um, so long and short of it. Um, it's not everyone's story. I mean, you don't have them as bad as I do, I think. But I have them terrible. Oh, do you? You just don't? Oh, yeah. I put um I put my ceilings out to harden off and within a, a day. Yeah. I had them all over them. Yeah. But um, I treat for them. I don't cover. Mm-hmm, I treat. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that's my gig. And um, so I did an aphid video about aphids and I gave a recipe about how to kill um, aphids, get rid of them. And for loopers, I use the same recipe, but instead of neem, I use BT because BT directly kills um, caterpillars and stuff like that. And with a couple treatments, I can get right on top of them. It's not really that much of an issue. Um, it's like aphids for me. It's just I get on top of them, I spray them, I handpick them, and then they're gone. So there's really no need for me to cover them. Yeah, and I know that you're uber careful around those things when it comes to what you're spraying. But like BT kills all um, caterpillars, right? You know, and and this is in part, you know, it's a worm, but it's in that same family, right? So, um, it's, well, I don't just spray everything. Well, you're spraying the, you know, the, these plants we're talking about, right? Brassicas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. you don't usually have these things on there and I, yeah, I'm not totally sure that they kill all caterpillars either. Okay. I want to be clear about that. That may not be the case. I can't tell you that a hundred percent though. Yeah. So. I can't imagine it's just checking out like, you know, what will ultimately become the cabbage looper, but we're not going to argue about that. So you have no. two options here. You could cover them, which was the question, or you can treat them and both take some effort. Right. So right. the downside for me of covering, which again, I'm a huge fan of is as an example, this weekend, I had a lot of uh, dead full, full, I'm not going to say the word right. So we're going to skip it. A lot of dead leaves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the underside of the plants. And I that was the case because these, I mean, this is going to be like a brag, right? So the plants had gotten so big, I measured and with the plants leaning and then curving back up, I'm at three and a half feet for these um, Georgia collars. But anywho, again, humble brag. Um, the issue is though that it's covered and because I'm covering it so that cabbage moth can't get to it, I don't want to uncover it. So I I go in there maybe once a month, if that. Right. You know, so especially when plants are younger, if you're doing things like I don't even fertilize that bed, you know, shame on me. Right. That's just the deal. So anywho, it comes with some notes. Right. So as soon as you uncover it, she's out there watching you. So I just looked it up. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Uh, Back. Damn, I hate BT. saying the word. Mm-hmm. No, there's different strands of BT. Okay, good guy. So um, BT, and this is based on GardensAlive.com, so I haven't really, you know, fully vested it, but it says your BT is 100% butterfly safe. There are several strands of BT, and the only one you're using, known as BTI, only affects mosquitoes and other biting members of the fly family. Oh, so this is somebody using a different thing, but you can go in here. Um, and look at uh, the one I use specifically is, uh, Bacillus thernogenis. Um, and it's got the words printed on it. And I believe that it says on there, it is butterfly safe. So do you want to continue to kind of go tit for tat with that? Um, because no, I could I just say, did a go- yeah, I could say butterfly safe. So the adult butterfly, is that really saying that, you know, insert whatever the word? Okay. Yeah. It said the butterfly caterpillar mm. itself. And I think okay. the reason, the only reason why I believe is because they don't feed off of the plant, the brassicas, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't so. cut it that way. And I, I do agree. Like they're, they're not, you don't typically see them on. Um, a brassica, but that doesn't mean it's safe because you don't typically see them. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I think we have two valid ways to um, try to preserve, no pun intended, your brassicas. Um, we know that you can still eat them with holes here and there, but the more damage they do, at some point the, fl- the plant is going to succumb yeah. to it. At some point, you're really not going to, it's not going to be that appetizing, you know? Um, so I like that bok choy last year i ended up tossing it um yeah so i agree with you when it's all holy like mm-hmm. that now i have successfully gotten on top of them solely by hand picking 
I have as well. But that was mm-hmm. that's a very long. It's not very long because usually it's like when they're seedlings, so they're pretty easy to get. But eventually it gets to the point where it's like, all right, I, I'm I'm done hand picking. Like we got to figure something else out. So no, this time last year I was hand picking on mature plants because again it's the the cautionary tale of taking the cover off, doing some things around the garden, and and you know sometimes you just can't help. She's going to come for it. Um, and yeah. that, I'm going to keep a close eye because I had the beds uncovered for quite a while this weekend, you know, so. I am curious, though, um, you know, like I said, I put my seedlings out and within days I had them on there. And I looked and I was like, son of a bitch, that fast. Why are they attracted to brassicas so hardcore like that? You know, you don't see them all summer and then within two days you get them. It just, uh, you know, it's it's shocking to me. I see them from April through October. But you're growing brassicas during that time too, right? I am, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we aren't here. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the question. So, ooh, this article even says that uh, GM genetically modified corn's impact on monarch caterpillars are negligible. I don't know about that. <laughs> So, anyways, um, you know, you've got two options. Cover, treat. If you treat, you can use BT. If you don't, you can use, you can cover. It's whatever you want to do. Um, honestly, I think it's probably both as just as much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair to say. And it's <laughs> probably know? more so just out of, like, your habit, your history, <laughs> your history. Uh, you you have uh, previously done this in your garden, I've previously covered. And so it's, sometimes it's hard to get out of our habits. Yeah, because you typically don't like to treat, right? No, and I don't like to treat. There's a small part of me where it's like I'm just adding something to this vegetable where, you know, most times organic means organic, yada, yada, yada. But it's just the discipline. I mean, I'm struggling still with fertilizing on a regular schedule. So Right. Yeah, I have a hard time fertilizing on a regular schedule, too. But we get it done. All right, there you go. Um, leave your questions on Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram. You can do the YouTube channel or any of the other usual places, and we will get to them. And yes, ma'am. Good luck on the brassicas and the fall garden, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's the deal with the pictures and stuff? What, can you run through that, Batavia? Because you seem to have a better handle on that than me. Oh, finally, I have a better handle on something. Finally, I have a handle on something. So any parts of your garden that you want to share with us, use the hashtag BYG podcast and your post on Instagram. And we will share some of those on Instagram under Backyard Gardens TV in our stories. However, if you have some wide shot of your garden and you're like, hey, this is what's happening. Here's my three pots. Here's my 30 pots. Here are my 55,000 beds. Like if it's a frame worthy picture, go ahead and DM us at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram and you could be featured in a post. That's right. We'll do it. And I will say you guys have some awesome gardens that we've been looking at them all summer and um, they're all impressive in their own right so thank you so much for sending them in and we're going to take this break and then we're going to come back with our garden update and we got some big news hey everybody thanks for checking out the backyard gardens podcast if you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast head over to our patreon page to sign up you can also make a one-time donation using paypal both of these links are in the description with your support we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens see ya all right was august good to your garden my garden turned up. Are the kids still saying that? I don't think they're saying. It. I think that's like a decade ago. But my garden turned Probably. up in August. It's been Did good it. to me. Yeah. The first uh, half of the, the month, maybe the first 15, 20 days even were tough. It really took some time for me to find my groove. And I'm just getting into it, like back into the, oh, no, these veggies want off of these plants. It's time. You know, yeah. I'm fighting a few different um you know bugs and and things but overall as you normally do in a garden and as you normally do here in august but um it's giving me life that's what older kids used to say but i don't even know if that's still in oh goodness you know man you're aging it's hard, it's hard to be hip so, man so it's hard to be hip <laughs> we're two minutes in on the main subject and you're already aged yourself that's okay Mine is, um, it is just now, so the heat's starting to break and my tomatoes are starting to flower again. Ah, very cool. 
So yeah, I uh, I was successful in treating my leaf spot. Congratulations. Ooh. Yep, video coming soon on that. So you're gonna have to check it out there about what I used. Um, yeah, it was a long process and it was very trying, but I was able to stick with it. And um, yeah, we maybe we'll get some tomatoes through the rest of the year. Who knows? I kind of want to pull them down though, because I'm so used to it. Is that bad? Mm. You know, it's not. And oh, for our day ones, you know, the ones that have been listening since very early on, I know I am a changed woman. Um, my <laughs> tomato plants, they're giving me a little bit of hail this year, right? So um, I'm going to think long and hard about what specific tomato vi- varieties I grow next year. Um, oh, I thought you were going to tell me you were going to think long and hard about crop rotation. Oh, I've already thought long and hard about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's and? already going to be in the mix. Um, only, and I'm only, <laughs> listen, only because I'm committing to growing less tomatoes. If I still wanted to grow like 13, 14, 15 tomatoes, then damn it, I just deal with what I got. You know, the cage baby is four tomatoes. The cage baby is going to have a little bit of versatility and, uh, next year. I think you could do some crazy, crazy stuff in the cage baby and... I'm actually going to be growing more tomatoes next year, but I've got to I've got to figure out stuff too. Um, I can't if I'm going to keep growing indeterminate varieties. I need to figure out how to manage the size better. Yeah, well, you know I'm actually I, mean? I think I'm going to uh, step outside of the cage baby four. There are a couple of things I've been testing out, if you will, like growing tomatoes in the open in the wild. And I could, I mean, I could just have two lucky years, um, but I've been able to grow tomatoes for two years in the front yard garden and then virtually be unbothered. Um, so I think I'm going to use Put them on that. that cattle panel. That's exactly what I'm, <laughs> you know, Damn, what? Sorry. at some point it's the, you just know where I'm going, you know, um, so, no, we're like in tune. That's the problem. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's where I've grown in the last two years up front. Um, it's just, it takes some planning as far as kind of where, because it's hard to get like to them because there is a bed yeah. right there. Um, but the breaking news is I'm teetering on uh, giving melons a break next year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. My melons, is they keep flopping. I had one good year, man. One good year, and then it's just... Last it's just year kind of, was enough for me to just to say my entire garden is going to be dedicated to melons. Thank goodness I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So their performance, and then even so far, I haven't harvested them all, so maybe there's going to be some surprise, right? But the um, the health of the plants, which I still don't know if it's tied to the cucumber plants or not, that they're near. Um, the number of melons, I mean, just so far few uh size as well as taste so so far i've gotten mostly cantaloupe and it's like better than the conference cantaloupe the hotel buffet cantaloupe but not that oh, much better, better but that. not that much better you know so yeah. so yeah we'll see anywho that that's up there with the uh the honeydew melon <laughs> no i mean Last year, I'm still, I don't even know if I really have any true honeydew melons. So, I mean, I think that there's some lessons to be learned for me for melons, but we won't go over them here. Um, All of that said, I am on a daily watch for tomatoes this year. Like I'm watching them day and night. If you pick up on what I'm throwing down when I say night Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we're going to see what comes of it. Really, it's going to be once the harvest really comes in. Once I know what I'm able to preserve, that's going to be the telltale about what I do next year. Let's just be. You still haven't really gotten much tomatoes yet. I I probably have like maybe 10 or 12 pounds, maybe 15 pounds. I'm I'm a terrible guesser when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, that's not much, though. Mm -mm. Yeah, the R's are coming back to life. Um, You know, the heat, man, they just they they drowned them out. Yeah. But uh, breaking news. Breaking news. So I had a friend come over. And um, she's a gardener, and she knows a lot about trees. And she was walking around our property, and, and she picked up something and ate it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because this is not in a spot where we have food, really. Um, and she was like, that's a cherry tree. And I was like, come again? We got a who? She's like, yeah, there's three cherry trees right here. And I was like, no shit. So what happened was... 
when we built our house, they cleared, basically they cleared a spot out of the forest for us and they knocked this tree in half and it was big. So I was like, well, let's just see what happens. And it's grown back. So for years there was nothing on it and now it's starting to grow back. And it turns out that we have a damn fruit tree. (laughs) So... I mean, it's crazy because the whole time I've been sitting here complaining how I need to grow more fruit, uh-huh, I need to grow more uh-huh. fruit, and now I have this fruit tree, and so it's kind of funny how things work because it's all grown up underneath it. Because I, th- I literally thought it was just a tree of some sort, mm-hmm. and so now I've got to clear out from under the tree and empty it out, make sure that it can get nutrients and all this stuff. So, but this is um, the whole idea of how many years it takes some fruit, tr- some fruit tr- trees to produce. Right. Yeah. Well, you have to remember that it was basically just ripped in half. Mm, mm-hmm. Like when they built the house, they just kind of, I don't know what they did, but it looked like they just like split it, like Hulk came in and just split it. <laughs> and um, it's been growing back. But in this year, it is like f- more flush than it's ever been with leaves. So um, we'll see what we get. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to nurse it. You know what I mean? I'm going to get out there and clean under it and. Make it so it's presentable mm-hmm. and can get some more light, hopefully. And I don't know if I'm going to make it get more light because, honestly, it's been growing there for a long time without any help. Yeah. So, um, it's a very interesting turn of events, though. And specifically, I believe it was a black cherry tree, if anybody's curious. Well, congratulations on your newfound discovery. I know. I can't believe it. So that's my breaking news and podcast is over. Everybody have a good day. Bye. I had something playing in the background and it had subtitles and it was in Dutch. Like, when did that happen? What are you watching Dutch for? I don't remember ever watching Dutch, but, you know, it was one of those weird cases of amnesia. You wake up and you can speak a whole different language. Yeah. So are your cucumbers doing okay? You know, because last update we were talking crap about them. Oh, I'm so glad you remember what we talked about on the last update. Um, I have discovered not your Clausen's knockoff recipe, the one that you actually can, not that one, but I've discovered a refrigerator pickle that's very similar to a Clausen's, and I'm like trying to negotiate in my head how I could just like not have egg and milk and any of those things in the refrigerator so I can make more space. So my cucumbers. I mean, they look as sickly as cucumbers normally do in my garden, you know, at the beginning of September. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But they're still producing like as soon as I think, oh, right, I have my last batch, then I get a few more. And based on the size, I mean, and pickling, refrigerator pickling is so easy. You can just pickle a jar. Um, so it's national, national, national pickling cucumber. National pickling. The only thing I don't like about them is it has those black, I don't know what the official name is, but the black kind of spiky things, prickly things. Yeah. And so cleaning those off is a little bit of a pain in the butt, but I, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I've been able to stay on top of them from a size standpoint because so many of the leaves on these plants have died back. I can kind of see things now. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm feeling You're good about already- them. You're where I was with my cucumbers about a month ago because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they started dying back, dying back, dying back, and just um, fast forward, they're dead, mm, dead, okay. dead, dead, dead. Okay. So, but it was a very slow death, and they were producing all the way up till the end, and now we've eaten our last cucumber, and I'm like, damn, that's the second year in a row they've burnt me. So, um, now my market moors I have planted, they they are shaded, but they're flowering and they're small, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see if we can get a cucumber out of them. I don't know. Yeah, I also, um, I had my lemon cucumbers, and those were seeds that were gifted to me, and the seeds were found, so it's like kind of two people removed. And this is the second or third year I've grown them, and I'm just intrigued by them, but I don't know if I really enjoy them. Like, you got to get them really early. As soon as they get yellow, yellow in my garden, notice that I I make that note. Um, well, the 50% of my garden and the 50% of your garden, like that garden collectively, they're just so seedy. And since they're a small kind of apple-sized cucumber, um, it doesn't make for real good eats. So I don't know if I'm even going to give any space to them next year. The only benefit is they take a longer time to produce than the regular kind of green, if you will, cucumbers. And so that means that I'm still getting cucumbers much later in the season. So that's a benefit. So I'm not sure. I I hate to even say it, but I think I'm going to play around with like one more different variety. Right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, my last job, real job I had where I was going to an office, 
as a guy, he, he gardened, he would bring in 15 lemon cucumbers a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just nonstop. And I tried them and I was never a fan. And I'd be like, you know, Mike, what, what are you doing? When are you, you know, harvesting these? And he's like, when they're ready. Because they were so seedy. I mm-hmm. thought they were just, you know, overdone and they weren't. And it's just, it was not pleasant. So um, there's a part that's of, just me. Yeah, there's a part of me that doesn't want to give up because if you get them when they're very pale, because you don't think that's when they're ready, then I've enjoyed them much more. It's a nice, you, you don't have to worry about being overwhelmed by this huge cucumber and you're basically needing to, you know, kind of just have cucumber with a little bit of lettuce or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a personal size cucumber. But anyway, um, I don't know. Well, maybe I'll just dedicate a little smaller space and see if I can get on top of it. It's um, less about the plant and more about the gardener, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to find a true bush variety. Yeah, if anyone has any recommendations, I call bull on every package of seeds I bought that claim to be a bush variety. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they all are like vining bush variety, mm-hmm. varieties. So I would like to find one. Like, How cool would it be to like have a legit cucumber bush? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, these, and I guess the, the virus is that leaves start to dry up and get all spotty and uh-huh. stuff like that. I'm pretty sure. So, um, I don't know. I'm with you on that. I just know that you were struggling with them and I was struggling with them. And I, I as actually not long after we recorded that episode, I was like, screw this. Yeah. And I had like one lonely vine going up and I was like holding on to hope. And then it just, it just went. I'm so. here to tell you the only reason why I just I spent too much time to be quite frank on cucumbers in my mind that was just another thing that was an annoyance without this new refrigerator pickle recipe I mean I just it, I would have well, you know, go ahead go ahead <laughs> I was gonna say you talked to Kelly about the sweet pickles that we did uh-huh. no no we talked then, about the the, the Clausen recipe that you guys did I thought she was telling you about the sweet pickles, Mm-mm, too. No, no. I have a recipe for... I mean, it's not a recipe. I have basically the... Here's the package, the you know, the mix and stir this in and, and uh, for the sweet pickles. We did... Uh, so, we did some pickles and we tried a new recipe because that's how I was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of Clausen's. Let's, mm-hmm. let's live on the edge this year. <laughs> and so, she made these pickles and them bitches had to sit out... And you had to change the brine every day for five days. And they ended up taking eight cups of sugar. Oh, wow. When it was all said and done. And I was like, I mean, it was getting out of control. I was like, all right. She's like, all right, today you got to do this. And it's like a different step each day. How many jars did you guys get out of that? You really want to ask me that question? Yeah. Three. (laughs) And I was like, all right, we're not making any more pickles this year. I'm done. I'm done with pickles. Like. I just, I don't care. You can go by. I'm like, I'm not interested. I keep, I want to get off this subject, but there is something like, uh, (laughs) but I got one more thing to say about it. So cucumbers are very close to tomatoes for me in that, not my love for them, but they really take me back to the beginning of my garden, you know, like my garden days, my garden experience. And so, um, and, and we've talked about how freaking expensive they are in the stores here, but they take a lot of space. They are like a problem child. They give mm-hmm. a lot. And in most cases, you're basically trying to give them away. Um, like, I just, I don't, I don't know. There's so much going on in my mind. And I really want to push everything back and just say, get vegetables off plants and then figure it out for next year later. Because we've already talked about, and I don't, I'm not sure where. This airs now, or if it already aired. Yeah, we've already talked about, you guys already heard, make adjustments for your summer garden, like start looking at your garden now for next year. Yeah. And I've already done that. But then there's like, I have so many things on top of that. You know. How are you going to move me into my next update? Just You like see that. how that feels? It doesn't feel that great, I, does it? No, I felt wonderful. No. I love the seamless transition. Mm-mm. So behind the... Um, wild garden you know there's that patch of bush that grew up mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's all bushy so yeah. I've been clearing out every day I go out there and I clear out four to five pieces every day because it's, it's a lot yeah and um, I'm almost done and then I'm going to plant a cover crop for the rest of the year mm-hmm. so I'm going to plant buckwheat hairy vetch um, some kind of pea I forgot the name of it and rye and to let it sit for the winter, what's, and then behind what's hairy veg? It's uh, some kind of plant that's good um, 
basically what the goal with this cover crop is to choke out the opportunity for any weed to grow. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then in the beginning of the year, what I'll do is I'll come behind and I will tamp it down or cut it down. One of the two, whatever the winter doesn't kill off. Mm -hmm. And then, um, that will lay on top and then I'll mulch over all of that. And then that will prepare that, that soil to be used for next year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then behind that, I'm going to put two more cattle panels back there to cut, to help, um, grow because... Because, because, because (laughs) I learned that without preserving food, everything that I'm doing is useless for me, my goals. So I need to grow more black eyed peas. I need to grow more (laughs) of these other, you know, um, easier to preserve uh, vegetables and you know, beans and stuff like that. So it's just adding more trellis space in. And I'm starting to realize that I'm very much so a vertical gardener and didn't even realize it. Ooh, so I look around, I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, I have one, two, three, four, five, adding in six, seven, eight, nine, like 10 trellises in my garden. And it's getting out of control, but. There's a purpose and I get it. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of redoing all these things and it kind of that whole episode sparked that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, you make me happy. You I mean, generally, I love you. You're my buddy. You're my pal. You're my <laughs> garden partner. Um, and the days that you don't annoy the out of me. Um, I love you. And today you've made me the happiest, happy, happy. I'm not sure why I'm so happy that, you know, you're actually a vertical gardener, but I am. Yeah. You know, I don't know why. I mean, I'm not a vertical only gardener, but there's a lot of trellis space and it happens to be stuff that I like to grow. I mean, that's the, that's part of it. Man, get the tattoo. Stop fighting it. (laughs) I got enough of those. I mean, I, you know, it's because it, we were talking about tomatoes in the beginning mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, you can put and that's what I want to do is, mm-hmm. you know, because these tomatoes got nine feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. So why not just train them up one of these trellises, you know, and it just kind of gives it more space. It gives, and it also gives me another way to rotate my crop. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. another thing as well. Excellent point. That's actually one of the challenges that I found with. Uh, the cage baby again very much built for the purpose of strictly growing tomatoes um, but if you think about it while other things have been grown so this is like the it's the 14th or 15th year for that space i've added soil right but i mean if you go deep down it's the same dirt that's been there since 08 when i started my first garden um, and tomatoes have been there a lot right and so I had this cage baby 2.0 built with the intention of, again, all tomatoes all the time. But we're seeing signs of, you know, that soil is struggling and it needs a break and that's okay. Um, But then you look and say for tomatoes, which if I do things right between this year and next year, I could work, it could be worked out where I have enough preserved to give me a break year, if you will. Right. So I'm not saying stop growing tomatoes altogether. No, never. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying cutting back on some of the ones I'm growing. Um, I I think vertical gardening, and uh, maybe this is the reason why I'm excited. Um, it adds. Are you excited because there's an episode coming soon about vertical gardening? Well, I'm always excited about new episodes. <laughs> Um, it adds interest to the garden, right? And it does. You and I feel differently about kind of some of the sole purposes of the garden, um, but interest is absolutely important for me. Um, I think you're using the wrong word. It adds intrigue. No, that's the word I want to use. I want to use. That's interest. the word I want to use. Okay, well, Damn I wasn't it. talking for you. That's the whole. That's the whole idea. I speak for myself, and you can speak for yourself. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think that um, the big thing right. there, though, is being able to expand on probably just vining crops, right? So you growing them up versus around or kind of, you know, them trailing on the ground. So you could cut out a lot of the things that you, if you grew them the traditional way and not vertically, you'd be taking up so much space and you couldn't get as much as you're getting out of your garden. So 
No, you can't. And I mean, if you think about it, a lot of what we grow is vining and naturally, you know, beans, peas, melons, tomatoes, squashes, all those things are all vining. I mean, if I look at my garden now, there's very few things that aren't vining mm-hmm, in my garden. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy. But then there's that whole idea of really taking advantage of it. So vertical doesn't mean the the trellis, the, the cattle panel trellis always. There are a bunch of different ways to grow vertically. But when you have that trellis, that cattle panel trellis, it's like, oh, I want this whole thing covered, you know. And so what's yeah. going to be the the viniest trailingness? plant out there like that's what i yeah. want <laughs> that's exactly right so i mean it's you know i'm gonna add them in and we'll see now i am a little worried that the, that spot doesn't get a lot of sun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i think if i do it right i think i can get a good crop of peas out of it and i think i can get a good crop in the middle of summer and so like right now like if i did tomatoes on the back by the time that they started to kind of pe- crap out anyways Mm -hmm. they would be ready to pull so Mm -hmm. you know they're just it starts getting less and less sun yeah so we'll see we'll see how it goes but um i'm excited i'm excited to actually like really use a cover crop like it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. so i did that one year in the wild garden i put buckwheat down and it actually worked pretty good i had good everywhere that the buckwheat grew that year the next year i had better um results Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of that space so i'm excited to kind of do that and I mean, you've got time. What about doing that in your cage, baby, to refeed the soil? It'll all die off in the winter. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my again, like I said, my tomatoes, and I have had great luck pulling green tomatoes off the plants and them ripening before they rot. Um, but my tomatoes are really, whatever's in the cage, baby, now is still really just getting started. So I, I got yeah. another month easily before it gets to the point of like, all right, you know, fight or flight. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I do have one empty bed that I pull potatoes and corn out of. And just a quick note, I had one beautiful ear of corn. And that's all I have to one. say about that. <laughs> I mean, the other okay. few were edible, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what you see online when it's like, what happened with this ear of corn? Um, so anyway, that bed's empty and I'm going to go in and do some super, super, super fast turn um, crops in that one bed. It's like a seven uh, you always tease me about this measurement seven and a half by three or seven by three yeah. and a half <laughs> uh, so so yeah so what is uh what are the super fast turn crops you're gonna do i'm toying and I'm, I'm trying to see if i can practice in um not overcrowding but then we also know i got two months and that's basically it for the most part so i'm thinking my favorite which it isn't but arugula some radishes um i'm toying with the idea of spinach one more try for spinach in the fall. Um, so, so yeah, I want to do bok choy, but I would have to cover my bok choy. I said it again. So I think I'm going to try to direct. So, um, some bok choy in a bit I already have covered. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, um, I'm trying to think I have. So one of the wild, one of the wild gardens is completely fall planted right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably have to go back in and re-sow some seeds. So I did figure out one thing. I direct sowed a lot of stuff in my garden and it came up and then it, it died. So then I reseeded and I figured it out. I have to water every single day. I have to water in the day and the evening right now because it's like right today it's 96 degrees. So, and it's going to cool off this week. And when I say cool off, it'll be like below 90, <laughs> but that's a big difference. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. if I'm watering it that fat, then I see the stuff happen. So once I get that bed kind of going and things are a little bit bigger, you know, maybe another week or so, then I'll go and then I'll reseed the wild garden where I need to. And then I can continuously water that as well. And I realize when I do that, that like I did all that work to save my tomatoes from um, leaf spot and stuff like that. And I could very well be introducing another way for them to get sick. But at this point, like, yeah, okay, I'll get a handful of tomatoes, but I would much rather get, you know, 200 turnips and, you know, 38 bushels of kale out of it than, you know, 
five, six, ten, twelve tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. This you know is I mean? when we start getting into kind of garden math and garden return. And so I'm uber intrigued by it. But then at some point I'm kind of like, arr, arr. <laughs> I don't want to think I don't want to. I just want to plant yeah. and grow. Um, well, you said something that rang very true to me about that earlier. When we were talking about the cucumbers and you were like, you know, they don't look any worse than they do every other year around September. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that you know what comes out of your garden and that garden math or whatever we're talking about can actually kick in. Mm -hmm. And then you can start thinking like, okay, I know what I'm getting, which is worth more. And that's just it's kind of it's hard to do. Yeah. it's um. So here is in my being a voice. um, Uh I I have these last years separated my cucumbers where it's kind of like they're on their own. So by now I would have pulled the plants because they're ugly. They're not producing anything. It's wasted space in my mind. And so this is my, one of my favorite bin moments. So let's call it September the 2nd is when I pull them. This is an our pretend garden world. So last year is basically the truth of this. If I would have pulled them two weeks beforehand, three weeks beforehand. So going back to mid August, I would have had a better chance at getting something in there for fall and it taking off. And so then I have to look at how many cucumbers did I really get from that sick, sick dying plant plants, plural, you know, in those two, three weeks, not a whole lot, right. you know, it's really just, it's a lot of garden hope. You know? yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's, um, you know, one could argue how much more do we want from the cucumber though? I mean, it, it it gave a whole lot this year. I mean, are we being greedy? Are we asking too much of it? I don't know. I can tell you this. It's a damn cucumber, though. I mean, yeah. well, I, mean I can we're think not of even other things about, I'd like to put in its spot. Yeah, we're not even talking about like a lot of nutrition even, right? So, um, no. so yeah, I, um, yeah. But then you can't have cucumber water. I mean, what the hell? Well, I have lemon water now, and it's not lemon cucumber or regular cucumber. So, well, you need to have lemon cucumber water, <laughs> and then you'd be you'd be trendsetting, slurping up, uh, slurping up uh, seeds from all the seeds that it dropped. Mm. <laughs> oh man, I almost gagged a little bit when you said that because <laughs> you get an overripe cucumber and all that gel and seeds in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. All set. Yeah. So my um, lettuce seeds. I'm going to go way back to the spring the lettuce i planted and remember i let a lot go to seed in my garden lettuce going you know i hate to brag again so the lettuce i planted at the end of june direct sowed made it through what is the chicago drought so we just got out of the 90s and i was watching those things watching those things they're in containers so i was watering every day and i was just like we just got to get over this hump we got to get over this hump so and a long answer is Yes, I still have lettuce. I still have lettuce that I planted two months ago, basically. Um, the story I'm telling about lettuce, though, is I finally have um, some of the spring lettuce that I've been letting go to seed. They're here. The process oh, really? has been complete. Yeah, not every single plant, but... What kind of lettuce was it? Well, that's the whole damn problem. Now I got to go back and figure out what was there. So it's like red romaine yeah. and like uh, things that I enjoy. Um, I think there's four... Marvel, Marvel of Four Season. Uh, those are ready. I think the um, Paris Island may be ready. You know, it's just, just a real cluster F at this point. They're just sprawled all over the place. It's not my style of gardening, but it's it was worth the learning process. Yeah, I did the same thing. So I had two lettuces growing next to each other, and I was, it was everything was all good until... They started getting like really tall and really flowering. And then when I harvested them, I was like, okay, it's either going to be this little gem lettuce or it's going to be this butter king. (laughs) And I didn't even like the butter king. So I wanted to like give those seeds away. Mm -hmm. And, but I like the little gem. And so I was like, well, I want to keep that. So now I have, so what I did is I took each plant seed head and I put them in a paper bag. And in each paper bag, I wrote little gem or Butter King question mark and labeled the bag one or two. So then when I sew them, I will separate them and then I will know which one's which. But I'm the same as you. Like I was on top of it. I was good. I was good. And then I wasn't good. And I just had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, it's like in my shed right now, I've got 
Walt Ham Broccoli and collars. <laughs> and they both look the exact same. Mm-hmm. And when I grabbed them, I was like, okay, this one's this one, this one's this one. And I put them down, and then I wa- I literally walked away to go fill up a can with water, and I came back, and I had forgotten. That's safe. You remember that, that radish story? I still don't. Yeah. And I'm saving those seeds, and I don't know what the heck they are. Um, I am secretly, you know that I'm secretly looking forward to all of the volunteer lettuce that I'll have inside the cage, maybe, because that's the um, predominantly the place I'm saving those seeds. Like, that's where they were. So, in my mind, I'm just going to, I'm going to walk out one late winter early spring day and it's just gonna be little bitty lettuce seedlings all over the place that's how it's gonna be in my garden too i'm gonna have mustard all in the greenhouse (laughs) it's gonna be i'm gonna get i'm so i'm gonna go out i told dave (laughs) i was out there um the other morning usually i get up really early in the morning and i'll do something in the garden before it gets hot Mm -hmm. and david will wake up and he comes out there and he's like daddy when are we going to fix the greenhouse up? And I was like, well, son, we're going to get up one morning at five in the morning and come out here before it gets hot. He's like, I want to help you. It's going to be an adventure. I said, all right. He goes, can we play some music and have a party? And I was like, you damn right, son, we can. So we're going to go out there and you know, it's crazy. I literally have not watered it once and there's still plants that are green and growing. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I have not watered it at all. And I'm worried that it's going to be hydrophobic. I know I've said this, so I'm very anxious to get in there. But I don't want to put too much work into it until the height of hurricane season goes by. So the, um, amen to that. So the back porch or the deck, um, you know, there's a little bit of space, maybe about three or four inches where obviously there's dirt all under the deck, right? So three or four inches between where the lattice is for the deck and the concrete like the actual patio portion and i have rocks i didn't do any kind of like landscape fabric so it's just dirt under under there so i have one of the largest volunteer tomato plants there and it was again my hope that it was a cherry true red cherry tomato that was volunteering because i didn't plant any of those and it's that weird faux, I think it's brandy wine. I'm not sure if I really want to plant the seeds again and watch it closely to make sure that I've been bamboozled and the plant really, I mean, it's that like salad size, whatever it's the size above cherry tomatoes. So not grape toma- tomatoes, not uh, cherry tomatoes, the size above that, that's what it is. And so it is, and I did that whole long introduction because think about what this tomato plant is doing like growing in this space it's wild it is vining it's covering the entire kind of railing of the deck over there and i'm like shimmying past you know each day and it's it's crazy to me that when you don't try this is what happens and they're absolutely i'm pulling off the tomatoes as soon as they start to go pink just because again the garden squirrels have been avoid my area knock on wood um so i don't want to give them any kind of hints that hey there's some food over here they all got COVID and dropped dead. Oh, that's dark. But. That's that's the thing. All the squirrels are gone. No more squirrels. Mm-hmm. I can hear everybody cheering right now. You're welcome. <laughs> squirrels are evil. I think the do squirrels also um, torment mice and rats? Because you know I'm team them if they do. No, they're rats or tree rats. <laughs> My grandfather was twisted. Man, he'd sit out there. I'd go to his house, you know, he's a, a World War II vet in Korean War, and he'd be polishing his BB gun. I'm like, what are you doing, Opa? And he's like, watch this. And you could hear it, pow! And then the squirrel would fall. But he was getting older, right? So my grandmother would be like, now you go out there and you go pick it up. And he's like, no, let all their friends know that I'm here. <laughs> That's like, Sounds like somebody he else hated- I know. Yeah. Cause he ate their he ate his tomatoes, mm-hmm. you know, and he he just had enough. And I was like, you know what, you're 80 years old, you be you. If that's what you got to do, so so a 40 year old, well, 40 something. Let's just go there. We still got another few years where I could say that 40 something year old uh, woman is like on attack for all things that are eating tomatoes in her guard now. So uh, army worm, yellow striped army worm, caught like in the act. Um, I, it wouldn't be like a garden update if I didn't mention that, um, the 
hornworm, I'll call it, because it could be a tobacco hornworm, has found its way to my garden. Not only has it found its way to my garden, you're going to love this, but it has stayed so long where eggs are now covering a couple of the hornworms. The white eggs? The white eggs. And you know, yes, 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 I've left it. It is so, it's like a train wreck. You win. I cannot stop looking, but it freaks me out so much. Right. So I'm going to share um, by the time this airs, it should be on Instagram, probably, and maybe even on YouTube. Uh, I'll share You're some get crucified. You know what? Let it. I got crucified for mine. Let it. Well, you know what, though? I'm. I, you know, my personality is so sparkly, you know, you won the war, though. That's what that means. That is the death nail for hornworms. It's and. For the record, I was uh, I learned that they mostly we get tobacco hornworms, uh-huh. but whatever. Yeah, someone, there's no tobacco plants someone really commented anymore. that if the tail is brown, it's a tobacco hornworm. If the yeah. tail is black, it's a tomato hornworm. And after Googling and looking at pictures for like five or ten minutes, I was kind of like, I'm just going to call it a hornworm and call it done. Right? I'm going to call it a tomato hornworm and live my best <laughs> life because it's all my tomatoes and it's a hornworm. <laughs> But yeah, once you get that parasitic wasp on there, man. But so I I raised my hand when you were talking because I read an article that the army worm is at an epidemic in the United States this year. It's like running rampant through everybody's gardens. And especially, I think it was in Missouri. Mm, mm-hmm. It was like especially bad, which is kind of by you. Yeah, you, you so, know, though, that every, <laughs> you know, all of these folks are my neighbors. I'm like, that's like right next door. And it's like not, but yeah. still. <laughs> well, I mean, saying compared to North Carolina, mm, sure, like you're sure. way closer. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I actually saw my first army worm ever this year inside a tomato. I saw it in the beginning of the year and then I used BT and they were gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, let's just, just saying. make a note of August, August for me. Right. This is when these things appear. Uh, found the. F- this is so now I've seen four hornworms. I picked off two at the early state. I know they're drag racing in like in between my garden beds or something. Um, so I picked off two at the early state. They were just the worms, and then I rolled up and said, "Wait, what? Are those eggs? Oh, that's disgusting. Let me pull out my camera." Found another yeah. one. And so now I totally and I know that you love to hate this, but I totally ordered a black light and I stumble out, you know, in the evening, like at 815 once it's like completely dark. And I'm just like the first night I went out there, I was such like a you know what, a wimp. I was like jumping at everything. Like I knew where the two were with the eggs on them. So I basically I know where they are. Oh, you have two with eggs. I have two with eggs, dude. Like oh, it's a part there. It's in two like that's like sides. nuclear war. I'm form, telling yeah. you, they're on. They're closing in. They're on two different sides of the cage, baby, and like kind of the plants on the far end. And I'm just like now I'm looking for more. And um, I'd rather not go out in my garden at eight fifteen to look for them. But it's clearly How many my did you calling. See when you went out there, I've not found any with a black light. But I found some. I found again damage from um, what's the other thing I called the uh, the army worm. Army worm. Yeah. So um, and I'm resisting the urge to use a black light like inside of my house. Like I just don't want to. No, don't do that. <laughs> and don't go to a hotel and use yeah, a black yeah, light yeah. either. Don't pack it. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's I like- mean, I think that I'm seeing some new things in my garden that I haven't seen before. But um goldfinch yellow bird people on facebook are telling or facebook well maybe there too on youtube and instagram are telling me that the picture i captured the video i captured of birds flocking to my sunflowers that's what they are real quick story mm-hmm. there when i first saw them like they have like this yellow belly i legit was like look at me like look at me creating this ecosystem and all kinds of birds that don't even belong in illinois are flocking to my garden and then i googled like yellow bird and it's like one of the most common birds you know (laughs) so i didn't feel as special but it's still pretty cool um so it's i mean you know it's a really special too because i i've said it on here a bunch but we are creating little mini ecosystems Mm -hmm. in our yards and it's cool because you get these birds and stuff and then the birds will eat the worms and then the worms will eat this and that and you know then you'll get this and you'll get a praying mantis and you know it's just it's really cool to see all that stuff kind of unfold in your in your space 
What if one day I could just wake up and between the birds chopping on the sunflowers and I have covered because that's what I do a few sunflowers. So I'm going to have sunflower seeds at some point. Um, but wake up and then the garden's just full of volunteers. That may be a garden dream of mine. It can happen. All you got to do is just start throwing stuff out there. I don't know if that's really how that works, but <laughs> why not? Well, that's I mean, how the idea in, of like in the past, that's just planting seeds. Then if you're just throwing stuff out there, well, you so let everything go to seed and let it all drop. Yeah. Between the animals, between the pollinators, you know, other things carry, you know, seeds, different places between, you know, the wind blowing seeds, all of my lettuce, like, you know, you'll be eating lettuce that, a that, a um, <laughs> A squirrel ate and then pooped out the seed. Yeah, the best kind of up. volunteer. But think about like how it should be like the same three or four things. That's it. Like into the yeah. garden. You would have you would definitely have a dominant species take over uh-huh. your whole garden uh-huh. at some point. And I would imagine if I had to guess, it would probably be a sunflower. Sunflowers and tomatoes. I have um, one. Tomatoes are very eager to. Yeah. Volunteer. One, two, three, four, five, six, six volunteer tomatoes. Uh huh. But that's it. That's my top out at six. Six volunteer tomatoes. It's important to note that have put on fruit. Yeah, I had one growing out of my compost pile, but I I took it down the other day. I was, I'm emptying my compost pile so I can flip my compost pile over so I can have like good compost when I need it. And um, the tomato plant was getting big, but it was it was just real spindly. Mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. making really small, weak tomatoes. Yeah. It's probably a grocery store co- tomato, yeah, or something from the winter. So we, um, I just oh, got rid of it. Compost. But okay, good point. Um, my mystery melon is in the verdicts in on what it is. Oh, what is it? It's a cantaloupe. Of course it is. I hope it's a better cantaloupe than the one I pulled out of my garden. Well, the one that fell nope. off the trellis. What? No, today. didn't eat it. No. It had it had worms in it. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I have a video. I actually need to put it up mm-hmm. on um, social media. I do want to say though, everything that I've talked about that I've found that's problematic in my garden, you know, when I found it. When during a garden walk. Yep. Hashtag garden walks. That thing was so loud, <laughs> but I couldn't pull it back. <laughs> it's um. You know, that's when I found my, like, I went out there and my garden walks now have become specialized. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to go check on this one thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So now I'm going out and I'm checking on seeds. I'm not really even worried about some plants, but I'm just checking on certain areas. And that was when I was like, let me go check on this, on this melon. And then I turned it over and I saw the hole drilled in the side of it. I was like, damn it. That reminds me, um, before we get to the recipe of the day, which I think we have a couple of minutes. I um, I've said one minute. I've said in other places. I'm not sure how often I've said it here. I like to let my peppers get to whatever their yep. future state is going to be. But somehow I realized um, with all the peppers I planted, I purchased a couple of like starts, and I purchased like like in a six pack or a four pack or something yellow bell peppers. And all the peppers I've been watching, like, oh, the, these green peppers look are looking good. I can't wait till they turn. I just realized they're going to turn yellow. And so now I'm like, I like the color, you know, but sometimes those yellow bell peppers start to get spotty and like kind of icky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I'm like, well, shit, I got to pull out a bunch of green bell peppers in. This is just what it's going to be. Um, yeah. So that, hey, at least you got green bell peppers that are edible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's winning. Well, speaking of bell peppers, let's go to the recipe of the day. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. Okay, everybody. So we are getting close to sweet potato season. So when we get 
our sweet potatoes after we cure them, we are going to make stuffed sweet potatoes. And we, you just looked at me like I'm doing something bad. No, man, I'm ready to hear it. We were going back and so, forth over the break. Like, is it your recipe? My recipe? I'm so glad yeah. that somehow you stood up and said it's you. Yeah, I can't remember. But so what we're going to do is you're going to bake your sweet potato <clears throat> at uh, 450 degrees for about an hour. And then you're going to cook black beans and you're just going to warm them up and then you're going to drain them. And then we're going to cut our sweet potato open and you're going to place your black beans inside and you're going to give it a squirt of honey, a pinch of um, cayenne pepper, salt, pepper, and then a little bit of garlic. And then you're going to put them in the oven and you're going to rewarm them for about, I'd say, 10 minutes. Just kind of get them nice and cooked. And at this point, you can add cheese on top if you'd like. I actually don't. I will add butter at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, sweet potatoes and cheese don't really do it for me. No, me And either. then... You take it out, and then I top it with chives, and you can even add some um, sour oh, cream. Boy, it's lost. Yes, you could add some sour cream. You hear cream the as question well mark in that to. answer? Yeah, okay. it's it's weird. You can do it, and you know it, the honey gives it the sweetness, but you know it kind of gives you this Tex-Mex flavor. Uh, we've also done things. So as usual with every recipe, you know we'll take one and then we'll do multiple things with it. We've taken our uh, beans and we've added taco seasoning to mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and put it in as well. But that's very basic. Um, we've also added like corn. Mm-hmm. So we've done a lot of different things, but we like to just keep it pretty simple and then dress it up as needed. And the honey really gives it that nice sweet flavor to add in. Because once you put the beans in the sweet potato, you kind of it overpowers that sweetness of the sweet potato. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you get that nice consistency. So. Yeah. And that is how we make stuffed sweet potatoes. Nicely done. It's pretty simple. Oh, and we'll also uh, top it with um, uh, sautéed chard as well to make it a full meal. Nicely, nicely done. So, simple. Mm-hmm. How it should be, right? Well, Maybe. that's just how you like it. That's fine. It is how I like it. I'm a simple guy, but um, the key since we're growing our sweet potatoes is to cure them correctly. So make sure that you have done that process. And let's see, when did you plant your sweet potatoes? I don't know. Some point early June at this point. Uh, so you don't ask me questions that I don't know the answers to, because I just had that moment of like, I totally have sweet potatoes that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. You've got like probably 10 days or so before you hit your hundred day mark. Huh? Now, does that sound right? I can't be right. Yeah, June. Let's just say June 1st, July 1st, August 1st, September 1st. That's 90 days. How did I end up in October harvesting sweet potatoes last year? Um, Because you wanted to wait as long as possible, and I don't blame you for that. I don't think there was a problem with that. I got to get my act together. I need to go out there and see if I've got sweet potatoes. I'm like, I'm so anxious to figure it I out. I did put my hand it's in bad. one of have one grow bag 20 gallon grow bag in the backyard one um fire pit so i have a few fire pits in the front yard that i grow food in bottomless fire pits and so i dedicated one of those to sweet potatoes and i did stick my hand in one of those like just a few fingers and i'm like i don't feel anything i'm like i don't i don't want to be disappointed like if i do feel something it's probably going to be small i'm just I'll, i'll wait i'll wait now i have to go to my favorite uh you know time and date app well it's not an app it's just a website to count those days up. Did you have your, uh, do you have a lot of foliage coming out of it? Yeah, this year is so much better than last year. So I'm really, yeah. really hopeful. Um, oh, I did want to note for those that are more local to me. I did double check for a forecast since we broke out of the 90s. Um, 14 day forecast basically is going to put us maybe in the low 80s. Uh, nights are going to be in the 70s, 60s, so it's here. Like the weather is cooling off for us, so keep that in mind. Um, I went back a couple of years for September, and this is super normal for us. So, um, did you see the report that we might not have autumn weather this year? No, I did not. I reject yeah, that. Uh, Meaning, like, it's gonna well, is it gonna summer is gonna be extended or is it gonna go straight to winter? No, don't answer. Yeah. Don't answer. Go. You can answer for well, them. I don't want to hear it. 
Damn, I hear you. You get wishy-washy about this one. So, um, very quickly, they say that we're not going to have any fall weather. It's just going to go straight from like an extended summer. But um, it's all in their push to uh, push forward the climate change agenda Mm -hmm. that everybody's obviously on. And I'm not denying climate change by any means, but, you know, I remember as a kid where I live, dude, there were some years and you just don't get a fall at all or we just won't get a spring at all, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I'm curious to see how that pans out. But yeah, there was a big thing that said that uh, because of global warming Mm -hmm. and La Nina or El Nino, whichever one it is, it's going to keep it warmer or longer. So, mm-hmm. hey, maybe we'll be able to grow food longer. What do I know? You know, if it's, hey, if we're going to have global warming, let's uh, let's embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, let's fight the uh, the garden blues towards the end of the year. But I don't think subbing in global warming to get more garden time is something that I want to sign up for. <laughs> no. So. Everybody, this was our garden update for August. Um, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for being, um, for spending your time with us. And check out our Patreon page. It'll help support us and keep us going and spread the word to more people. And check out our t-shirts. Links for all of the stuff is below. And if you want to make a one-time donation, the link is in the description. And wear a mask. Be safe. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow for change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.